1: Today, we're talking about what? Terminology. Well, that sounds exciting.
0: Does it feel like we're going to go to school?
1: Yes, that's what I was thinking. We're going to talk about the Latin roots of the terms. Not true.
0: No. Anita, why don't you lead this discussion?
1: So, you know how when you're a person on the planet, you tend to think that everybody thinks just like you do? Yes. You ever notice that? So as a widow on the planet, same thing happens. And you think that everybody has the same opinions about you in a lot of different areas. And one thing that I was surprised about was that some people have very strong feelings about words associated with being a widow. For instance, some widows hate the word, drumroll, Widow. Yes. How do you feel about being called a widow, Mel?
0: Oh, how do I feel? Well, I think that its regular, typical connotation is normally paired with an older female, perhaps Mm -hmm. a grandmother, perhaps 85 and older. And so that's kind of maybe a general consensus. Retirement age. Yeah. So... I actually didn't consider myself a widow when I first found out that Scott died because I just thought it was only for people in the grandmother category. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, oh, I am a widow. Hello. And I mean, I'm probably in a small majority, but I get to make it whatever I want. So I never was like, oh, these people call it this. Therefore, I hate it. But I know that some people do. And like, that's totally cool. If that's how you feel, I get it. So I've just decided I'm going to make the, new- the word widow mean whatever it means to me. Mm-hmm. And there are many flavors of widows, many versions of widows. Mint chocolate chip. It's also just a word. So for Doesn't me, bother. the word is neutral. It's a fact. And yeah. I'm cool with it. But not everybody feels this way. So here's the thing about, I, I agree with
1: you. And I want to push it even a little bit further in society, like you were saying, the word widow usually brings to mind older people. And so I remember hearing, I think I was at church once and they were talking about how somebody was visiting all the widows. And in my brain immediately, I was like, oh, this person's visiting all of the grandmas or the 85 year olds or the whatever year olds. And that's what popped into my mind. And so I think in my mind if we avoid the word widow because it makes us uncomfortable then we don't help society realize that widows do come in more than one flavor so if you can be neutral about the word widow then maybe we expand the definition of widow little by little until when you think of the word widow you think of you and me and the whole spectrum people who are younger than us, people who are older than us, all of us. What do you think about that?
0: Rainbow of widows.
1: Rainbow of widows, like skittles. Yeah. Skittles of widows. (laughs) Widow skittles. Widow skittles. That sounds like a great idea. But I also understand that with the word brings pain because it's a reminder of what you are.
0: Also, sometimes on forms that you fill out, the only options are married or single, not even widow. And so, yeah, there's a whole lot that comes with this. And another question that I wanted to ask you about, Anita, Mm -hmm. is I know that some people have said, well, I don't call myself a widow because I don't want that to define me. Mm. Now, this is true that I'm assuming that means to define me negatively, but do you think it could be reversed? Like, what if you are a widow and it's a positive sort of a term?
1: Okay, let's go back to your form example. So, if you're single, does that define your whole life?
0: No, unless you look at it only in those terms.
1: Yeah. Are you, if you're married, does that define your whole life? It's certainly, I feel like the widow box is a huge part of my person of my life of my experience but it's not all of me so I can understand that feeling that it defines you or it makes you vulnerable or makes people think about you only in those terms but I would say it's similar to being single or to being married in that it is a huge part of your identity but it doesn't have to define who you are in total maybe. Yeah.
0: So everybody has different feelings about it and that's also cool because you know? we're Skittles. Yes. yes. One thing that's interesting about words is you brought this up the other day, Anita, and I totally forgotten. I had to go look at my Instagram. Mm-hmm. You were talking about how my Instagram description, it just says, Mel Shore musician, widow, unicorn. Yes. And truly when I think of words like that, they're all just words. Whatever the definition means, actually, whatever the emotion that that definition brings is different for each person. Right. Somebody could see musician and think, Mel goes out partying with Mick Jagger, or somebody could look at the word musician again and say, oh, she just plays the piano in her house. You know, it could go so many ways.
1: Um, they could just think you were playing Vivaldi all the time, or they could think that you played with A C D C.
0: Yeah. And or know, people have feelings about
1: all of that. There's or just- what if they hate unicorns? Yeah. We were talking about that because we were talking about how big of a part of your identity is the fact that you've lost your spouse or your partner. And so in your four words that you describe yourself as, and I used, you know, in Instagram, people will use, you know, just a few words to describe themselves. Is that one of your words? Is widow Or is it not one of your words? And does that change over time? In the beginning, do you feel like that takes up a huge part of your identity? And then as time moves forward, you have other words that fill a bigger part of your identity. And I feel even in the time that I have been a widow, that that is the case. That it used to be the only thing that people needed to know about me. And now I'm like, there are many other parts to me that you need to know. Need to know
0: need. What's our next terminology?
1: Our next terminology is anthropomorphic. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>
0: okay. <Anyway>. Eyes. Uh,
1: <laughs> dead versus. Oh, a host of, I mean, people use so many terms that are not dead. Passed, passed away? away. Um.
0: Late spouse, late partner.
1: Yes. Passed on um yeah there's a lot of crossed over crossed over that's the one I was trying to think of crossed over there are a lot of ways to say it that seem to be more gentle for people and I really was surprised at how many people were uncomfortable with the word dead were you do you feel that way
0: do I feel uncomfortable or do I feel surprised Well, what do you yeah no both answer I all the think questions it's a, okay okay I will answer all the questions and i will email you if i have problems thank you (laughs) so i guess pre scott dying Mm -hmm. i was aware that people had sensitivities to this and i adjusted accordingly i personally have never had a problem with saying dead like or this person has died right and it's interesting because as many of you know we have a group on Facebook, a private group, or widows, and this topic has come up a few times. And it's very polarized. Some people are attracted to our group because we are pretty blunt in how we talk. We don't even think twice about it just because that's how we communicate, right? Yeah. But sometimes, depending on the person, depending on where they are in their grief, and depending on their preference, they may hear what we say if we're blunt about it and feel like we've stabbed them in the heart. Yeah, even though it means the same thing. Okay, but wait, let me let me stop you. Is it being blunt or is it being
1: factual and accurate?
0: For me, I think it's factual, but they they have
1: associated terms. that word with a more painful response.
0: Yeah. Like there's one instance I'm thinking of where the word blunt was tied to our use of the word dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, it's
1: fact I was actually surprised at how many people even for a long time after the passing of their spouse that really did not like the word dead or died or death it was too painful they talked about it as being um, blunt or a slap in the face or a stab in the heart um, all of those things I thought more people would just be like no that's I mean that is what happened and I have kids and in the grief counseling world, we are coached to use those terms because that is what has happened. Their body has died. And when you use words like passed away, um, crossed over, those are very confusing for kids who already don't understand the finality of death. And so when this topic came up this is kind of funny but i related it to how we talk about body parts and how there is a push to call body parts what they are <laughs> <laughs> and how it's sometimes really uncomfortable you know we we grew up kind of using um not nicknames cuz that make, but um not not the anatomical correct name. having little euphemisms for those for those things and how we're trying to use the correct anatomic term and I feel like it's kind of the same when it comes to children is that you have to call it what it is so that it's very clear because their brains are weird and they make meanings because they're just processing and trying to understand the world around them. So I've always thought of it in terms of that and also since I'm a medical professional it's like it is this is this is the term that we use. However, this was an interesting thing. And I have found myself doing this is that I'm comfortable with using the words died or dead. But when I'm talking to somebody else and they ask what happened, then I'll say, oh, he
0: passed away because I want to soften the blow for them, which is stupid. I think I do that, too. I'm probably 50-50 on just saying it how it is. It depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah. If, so.
1: if it's somebody that I don't know and it comes up in the conversation, I don't typically say, oh, he died. Because I don't want that like shock factor.
0: Here's one thing that I've noticed myself saying. So somebody asked me at tennis a few weeks ago, they're like, oh, was that your son that you were here with the other day? And I'm like, oh, first of all, that was not me because I wasn't here the other day. Oh. I was not <laughs> with a like- kid. And but your dad? In, instead of saying those two things, I just said, oh, no, I don't have any kids. My husband died after a tonsillectomy.
1: You went right. You went right to the gut punch there. Yep. What was the reaction? Oh,
0: OK. <laughs> Thought it was you. <laughs> it was oh, an old guy. Okay.
1: He's seen oh. a lot.
0: He's fine. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. interesting. I, I think it's um, interesting to hear the different ways that people talk about it. And I'm not saying that people should be comfortable with one or the other. I can just say that in my experience and especially with the children thing, um, that's how I feel comfortable. And I don't have any any qualms or it doesn't cause me any more pain to say the word dead than it does to say passed away. Or I read this series that took place in Botswana and it was always they became late. My husband has become late.
0: Well, he better hurry up. (laughs)
1: he is, he has not made it on time to anything in two years,
0: man, that Jason, here's Mm. another thing that I've heard. And this was part of our discussion in our club is sometimes when you use the more gentle terms, people don't understand what you're actually saying. Mm. And so it's like, oh, my husband passed away. And they're like, well, when will he be back from work? It's like, (laughs) okay, you didn't get it. They rephrase it another way. And then finally they just have to say, he died dead you need to cancel this order and then they get it so oh, so many experiences so many different ways to do it what's the right do you, way do you think it's one of those things
1: that you can acclimate yourself to if you are uncomfortable with it do you think it's kind of like you can you know they do they do exercises for people who have phobias oh
0: exposure you- therapy yes. is that was. What- this also goes along with life coaching. So your sister Shauna is going to like be on my side with this. Okay. Everything is neutral. That is a fact. Okay. You get to decide what you think about said fact. Okay. And that thought gives you the emotion. So Mm -hmm. I could say, Hey, Anita, Scott's dead. And you're just like, you don't even have a an actual thought either way it's neutral and so you don't feel anything but i could say hey anita remember when jason died and then your brain might go to a thought that's like oh man i remember (gasps) when he died and then you feel a feeling because of that the actual word is neutral yeah so i believe it's it's if somebody not that this would be somebody's life goal to go and say they want to change their their feelings and their thoughts about the word dead versus passed away. But if they did, it's absolutely possible. The brain is amazing and you can basically create your own experience.
1: We are interested to hear what your preferences are. If you like, not like, because nobody likes to say that Prefer. we're dead. If you prefer to be more factual or if you prefer to soften the blow, let us know. And also I'm really interested to hear if there if there are other euphemisms for passed away crossed over, like those that we don't know of.
0: Even though these are sometimes kind of controversial subjects among widows, it's really encouraging to see how people treat each other if they have an opinion that's opposite
1: of mm-hmm. themselves
0: and thank goodness that the people in our group are so amazing. Cause we're in some other groups, Anita, that are not like so. you're They're a piece prefer. of meat thrown into like the Amazon river and the piranhas jump on you. It's very bad. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's really nice to see people comment and say, I prefer passed away or I prefer dead. And nobody's judging anybody for what they think their own way.
1: Yeah. And the whole point of these conversations is just to open the conversation so we can talk about it. And like I started out by saying, I was really surprised that other people had such strong opinions that were different than my own, because I assumed that my experience until I thought about it was the same as other people's experiences. So... Mm -hmm.
0: Also, one thing that I'm remembering is that we have a widow friend whose husband died a very violent death. And she said to us, there's no other word that describes how horrible this was and how final it was than the word, he's dead. Mm -hmm. To me, it's insulting to say he passed away. So it could be insulting no matter what. It just is dependent on the person. It's it's very personal. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think. What are some of your thoughts? There's no wrong answers. We support whatever works for you. And we would love to hear what you have to say about it. And if you hate us because we say dead, we're sorry. We're probably going to still say dead, but we support Can
1: you. Can I for- say you're dead to us if you hate us? Or is that going too far?
0: They might pass away
1: from shock. <laughs> you're, you're passed away to us if you don't appreciate us and hate us.
0: What do you guys think? Comment below.
1: I'm Anita. I'm Mel. Just two young widows trying to open the conversation and figure out, Widow, we do now.
0: This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow. Your person is dead. You might have kids. You might need another option. And you just want your phone to work. You want unlimited texting and service. And you want it to be like 25 bucks a month.